0: With 2024 now here, we as mortgage brokers and loan officers are expecting a year of rate cuts. Now, of course, none of us have a clue as to how many rate cuts we'll see, but it's almost certain they are coming. That's why it's imperative we prepare for the rate cuts by implementing strategies to get more business by remaining sticky to our clients, getting more referrals, and getting more reviews. In this episode, we give you the goods by going over five key strategies you can implement today in your business to thrive in the upcoming rate declining market. Take out your notepad and get ready to take notes as this is one filled with actionable items. If you're new to the show, my name's Tom Moffitt and I'm joined by my good buddy, business partner and co-host Brandon Love. Whether you are new in the industry or a seasoned vet, you will get specific takeaways from every episode as we strive to make Commission Breath focused and granular. Let the Commission Breath podcast be your tool to grow in your mortgage business. So let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. We are kicking off 2024 in a year that looks like it's going to be a rate declining market for the first time in a while for us. So today we're going to share some strategies for you to use to either reactivate some older business or to draw in some newer business. Brandon Love here with
0: my good buddy, Tom Moffitt. Hope you had a restful holidays and are ready to crush it in the new year. We are ready to go, man. I'm super pumped. And you know what I'm actually really excited about with the rate declining market is no more rate holds, dude. I know like some people will be like, oh, you still got to hold rates. But like, fuck, like I would only hold rates if I knew rates were going to go up and I'm just excited to not do them anymore. I hate them. I absolutely hate doing them. Yeah, it was a little painful, and I'll be
1: honest, there was a stretch where a couple times I missed them because I wasn't in the habit of doing it, and then I had to put it in my process to implement them to not have that happen to me again.
0: I'm glad to be free of it. Yeah, man, it was a necessary evil. It was a good way to retain current clients, but fuck, it sucked. Anyways... First point here is something that you and I are going through right now, crafting an email template for this. So what we're doing is we are creating a templated email that we're going to send to targeted people in our database that have come out to us in the last year or so in terms of a lead aspect. So if they've been a lead and they've come into our world and they expressed interest into getting into the market, then what we're doing is we're targeting them by breaking down, first of all, rates have already dropped. Nobody's talking about the fixed rates. So we're talking about that in the email. We're saying, hey, fixed rates have gone down. First of all, we're going to outline the savings that they're going to have over the five year term from the time that we saw our first cut in the time of recording this. I believe it's six weeks. We've had roughly a 60 basis point drop. So whatever that number is, put that in the email template, break it down from a dollar perspective. The second thing you want to outline, is the fact that you have a higher affordability. So your mortgage amount is going to be higher typically because of the stress test. So you're gonna outline that in the email and you're gonna create urgency on it. Then once you have this email template crafted, you're going to send that out to the targeted people on your list. And then you're also going to send that out to referral partners, give them a call, explain what this template's going to do. And you could even create a second template from the first one to craft it specific to your realtor partners. So they don't have to make any tweaks, they can send that out to their database. And that way you are not just using your own database, you're leveraging theirs as well. For sure. And
1: you're just trying to get those people who got cold feet, who are sitting on their hands, and you're getting them to move in a little bit quicker. The other strategy that we'll share a little bit later on that has more to do with different client profiles this one is to do with those clients who have buyer hesitation and just getting them a little bit lubed up for the journey. I like it, lubed up for the journey. Let's go. I saw you smile. I was thinking WD-40. The next one here is to share this with your referral partners, as Tom alluded to there, as well as to your existing audience. Because they might have other clients or friends in their network who are talking a lot about, you know, waiting for the bottom of the market. I'm going to hold off for now. I'm not sure where things are headed. And that hesitation there, they have some insights to share with their community. I kind of allude this to like the red car theory. If I tell you to look for a red car, you're going to see 10 red cars today versus if you're not paying attention for it, you're not going to see any. So this is kind of the thing. If someone knows, hey, I can save my friend thousands of dollars by sharing this with them or I can help my friend get into a market and not miss the next wave, they're going to do it. And these
0: conversations do come up and it gives that opportunity for them to share there. Yeah, and social specifically, what you're going to want to do is Pick your platform. If you're already on Instagram, I'll talk about that specifically because that's what we're doing. But you're going to want to do that through different mediums. So you're going to want to do that through reels, create that hook video that we've been talking about. So you have that clear hook at the beginning of the video. You're going to have that try to go as viral as possible to bring people in, repost it on TikTok, whatever else you're doing there if you want to, or just do it on Instagram, whatever platform you're on. The second thing you want to do is get that on stories as well. Keep it super short, concise, have a plain background on it, I find that when I do stories where it's just the written text, not even video, like written text has been working well for me lately, just do that written text and have like the background, like say a black color, the text white, those perform very well. And I find a lot of people engage on those as well. If you're breaking down again, the savings of the rate drops on there, and you create that urgency, then you will get some people that will reach out and you'll get referral partners sharing that story as well. So again, you're tapping into their database but now it's their social database. Exactly. And what we're just doing, is just giving
1: people good news to share with other people. It's not complicated. It's very simple, but it does have a compounding effect if you get a lot of people doing it. When you're talking to these clients and any potential clients that come into your world, you want to be pitching what we call rate insurance. So number one, what is rate insurance? What it is, is that we are monitoring between now and close. If rates drop with your existing lender or if like a promotion comes up with a different lender who's a better fit for you, we're going to move you over there. The whole idea is just to keep the client knowing that you're doing the best for them from the moment they agree to work with you up until closing date. So they're not tempted to go pop in and meet with their RBC representative or sit on Rate Hub and try to click through a bunch of things there. You're just keeping them in your world because they know that you're looking out for their best interests.
0: Yeah. And there's a different way to do rate insurance as well. Like I know some people, they do the variable rate monitoring. You can pitch that as your rate insurance, but like us specifically, we use rate insurance as like you mentioned, like we're monitoring up until closing and even past closing too. But specifically for this strategy for a rate declining market, this is going to be super effective. And we're doing it right now. We're seeing really good results, stickier clients, we're saving money for clients, which they absolutely love. And it's really a good way to get Google reviews too, which we'll dive into the topic there. But The rate insurance, I always like to pitch that in the discovery call up front. So I explain what it is very briefly. And just to make that stickier, so they're already not thinking about going to the bank or wherever else they're shopping. They know we do some other things differently on our end. And I'm also really going in depth on the rate insurance with our strategy videos. So for us, we don't do strategy calls. Like I know... The standard for brokers and loan officers is to do that strategy call right before the pre approval. But what we do is when we send the pre approval email, we'll have that video breakdown of the budget with a certain strategy and all of that good stuff. And once they get an accepted offer, if they're purchasing, then what we're going to do is we're going to send that rate strategy confirmation email. And in there, we're going to have that video breakdown of the different options for them in terms of like what lender they want to go with, we compare it all on the Excel spreadsheet and everything. But what we also do is we explain the rate insurance in there as well in more depth, because we want to hit them either two or three times through the process to remind them of that, to know that we have their back, and they don't need to shop anywhere else. Exactly. And
1: another big piece to this is a templated email that we send out when we do actually perform this service. It's one thing to talk about it, but if you're not actually monitoring and and implementing it, you're just blowing smoke up their arse. So what we do is if we say, okay, Scotia dropped their rates. Every one of our Scotia clients, we just send our BDM an email and just say, hey, can you lower all their rates? Everyone's happy. We don't just leave it as, hey, we got you a lower rate. We send them a templated email that says, hey, Tom, just wanted to let you know instead of you know, 5.69, you're now paying 5.39. And this over the term of your mortgage is going to save you X. It outlines how much they're saving. And then it also is another opportunity if they haven't already given us a review for us to ask for a Google review, or also another ask, and this is one that I've been preferring to do lately. Is there anyone else in your network
0: who's shopping right now, who's Lender isn't looking out for their needs like we are, like this. Yeah, you can really go far with this too. And we've been doing that. We have two different call to actions. Mine, I like to get those Google reviews because I find it super easy to get them at that point. Like, who doesn't like seeing an email coming in saying, Hey, your rate has dropped. You've saved 6K over your term and your monthly payment has gone $200 lower. Like, everyone loves that. When you see the subject line, your rate has dropped. I think that's what I have for my subject line. Fuck, it kills. Yeah. And With that, like, take it one step further. You can give your client a text after you send that email or a call. Be like, hey, I've got a surprise for you. Go check out your email or reach out to your referral partner. Hey, just to let you know, I'm saving your client X amount of dollars because of our rate insurance. They might ask what it is. They might love it. They might want to post on social. So you could really take this the full mile. For sure. And that social piece you add there is another
1: thing that we do. And we're going to be doing a lot more of it because we realize that a lot of the wins we've been doing. We haven't always shared them on social media. So we're going to bring these wins to social media and be, hey, this is how we saved a client $3,000. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't even have to sign an additional document. We just kept an eye out for a better opportunity for them longer than any other player in their network would. And it's like, okay, what's the differentiator? This guy's got my back all the way through.
0: Yeah. And just keep in mind when you're doing this to know your lenders, because some lenders we're talking specifically in Canada, like some of them, they'll only allow you to do one rate drop before closing. So you want to make sure you're either sending your business to lenders that allow you to do the unlimited drops. Or if you are with a lender that does that one, you got to strategize on this, put it in your calendar, put it in notes, and maybe revisit it two weeks prior to closing. And that's when you send out that rate request, because if you do it too early, you're actually costing your client more money doing it that way. And I did that early in my career, like I didn't know that. And I was sending out the rate requests, like as soon as the first rate drop, I thought it was a win, it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then I kept seeing the rates go further down. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I just miss on a huge opportunity. But yeah, just make sure you do that. I've done the same thing before. And actually one thing to note here
1: is if you've done this and you're like, oh crap, that's me, I've done it, and you have a closing that's still pushing, I would call that BDM and that underwriter, explain that you didn't know there was only one thing, and ask for like a forgiveness there. Quite often, they will give it, and in my case, I just apologized and said, hey, I didn't realize this, the way things were done, and they gave me that flexibility. The other piece is to say to the BDM, hey, here's the list of clients I have with you that I'm hypothetically going to want to do this for, can you let me know if rates are potentially moving in the other direction so that I can then lock that option in there? And I had one lender who she just wanted for me. So then when rates were coming back up a bit, like the bottom was there, she shot me a quick note and she said, send in all your rate requests now.
0: Sweet, that's awesome.
1: It was perfect, yeah. And that's just leveraging relationships. You're gonna build these relationships and connect more with your lenders the more deals you do but it doesn't hurt to ask this even if you're early in the process. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Awesome, okay. So what's our next point here, Tom? Well, we gotta share our wins. I mean, we've already talked about that, but you've gotta share them on social and that's something that I've been trying to do. It's hard to really stay consistent with it, to be honest. Like, The easiest way to do it is, let's say you send out that email template and you're breaking down the cost of it. You might have like three or four in one day. I mean, it depends on how many files you're doing, but let's just say you have one or two in a week. Like stockpile them. And I like to either spread them out or do them all in one day. Take a screenshot of the actual email template with the savings and put them all in like one story. It's insane because like people are going to see, wow, you're looking out for your clients back. You've saved them this much money and it's to multiple clients. One, it makes you look like you're slinging mortgages. And two, it makes you look like you're a pro and you're saving people money. So, that's what I want to do more of. I've done it a couple of times, but this is something that we'll be both doing actively as we go into this rate declining market. For sure. And
1: I think a good point there is to use like the carousel kind of style of post, like the five pictures or whatever it is, because they can just swipe through and see that. Clients don't always understand rate insurance. Sometimes there's a bit of disconnect there. So you can go say, okay, here's what it is. Here's a video of me explaining what it is on social media. Proof is in the pudding. Here is another Set of screenshots of people that I save money, and that's just from one week. Okay. And the clients at that point, it's so much social proof. And really, when they're in this position, they're shopping you maybe against another broker, but likely against their bank. Their bank's just like, yeah, we'll give you the lowest rate at the time. Don't worry about it. Okay. But what is the lowest rate? Is it the lowest rate with you, or is it the lowest rate in the market? So you just want to plant that seed of doubt. And then provide overwhelming evidence of how much better your process and systems are.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Like bait that into your client journey at some point, like whether it's once they're pre-approved, have an automated email send out. I'm not a big automated email kind of guy, but I know a lot of you listening are. So whatever CRM you're using, maybe you like plug that in and have that as like an automated email once they're pre-approved, or maybe send that out manually manually when the time's right. Whatever you decide on doing, plug that into your client journey. I love showing examples of the wins that you have for your clients. I think that's great. Proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> One last point with your referral partners too. As we go into this market where we're seeing those rate reductions, both of us have seen this brand and like we've had some elaborate ideas on giving value adds to our realtor partners. And I find the more elaborate they are, we're so excited for it. We're like, fuck, they're going to love this. And then we just get crickets. Yeah. Like to give you an example, like back in the day we were showing them how to improve their Google business profile and get pushed to the top of the rankings and like hardly any of them really cared like they cared for it, but they didn't care enough to like actually book a call and go through it. Yes, we're showing them value there. That's like the main point of it but I find a lot of them lately are responding so much to any rate news or mortgage news or mortgage strategies, which in my head I'm thinking like man, I would much rather see some sort of like marketing, strategy or a way to build my business like that's me but all of them seem to just love talking about rates so why don't you just give them what they want and update them with the rates dropping because at the end of the day if you're getting more interaction and more conversations with your realtor partners that's going to feed you more business as well exactly I think it was
1: Hormozy who said recently when you get sick of talking about something and I think for us in the mortgage space, a lot of it we're sick of talking about rates. Yeah. But when you get sick of talking about it, people are just starting to listen. So I think that appeals a lot to the realtors because you know they hear a lot from us, but like what is the the takeaway from it? If it's a high-level strategy, sometimes it's hard to absorb that if you're busy with your own clients and working on other things, whereas the rate's gonna be relevant it's applicable to everyone you're working with. And it just gives you something factual that you can throw in there that makes it look like you're current and have knowledge outside of just showing the houses and putting offers together.
0: Yeah, that's being on. And uh, just to round out this episode too, we sort of mentioned this at the start, but re-listen to this, take some notes. Some of these strategies are super quick to do, like form these email templates, get this going. I mean, I'm not crystal ball here, but I think it's going to come sooner rather than later, especially with the Bank of Canada announcements. So we could see it in the spring. So I would get ready, have some of these strategies ready. And some of them you can even use right away. Like the first one we talked about getting back into the market. Like you can do that right away in the new year. So hundred percent set
1: yourself up for success going into this year. It's going to come in like a wave. And if you're ready, you're just going to get to ride it. If you're not, you're going to get crushed and be trying to roll this stuff out when you're too busy. Always Mm -hmm. with the analogy, man. You're so good. Always. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before Tom pumps my tires too much, we're going to let you all go. Thank you for tuning in with us. Hope you had an awesome break and cheers to a great
0: 2024.
1: Let's go. Bye. This is an
0: I Love Mortgage Brokering production.